0: Welcome
1: back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I am Dan Rhino.
2: I'm Jessica Rhino.
1: And if you've been listening to us week to week, we've been off planet for a little while. Yup. And uh, Jessica, you've been not doing so well. You have not, if there was a while there where you did not have a voice at all,
2: like a week and a half straight where I could not speak.
1: At least. At all. I literally could not speak.
2: Squeaks and air was all that happened. We and communicated via text message for for several days.
1: Where we were sitting right next to each other. Yes. Communicating via text message. Because, because you he would yell at going,
2: me if I tried to speak. Don't talk. No Don't talk No. No. But I wanna do a podcast. <laughs> that that was like two weeks later. That, that was when it started I think to come I'm back. Ready. <laughs> that sounds, sounds pretty good. I was, I was... <laughs> It
1: kinda of made me cough doing that. <laughs> Uh, the other thing is that even when you did get your voice back, you couldn't go more than 10 seconds without coughing.
2: That seems like it's exaggerated a little. 30 I mean, seconds?
1: I don't know. And it was, what would be something that would kind of um, accentuate the, the cough? Exasperate
2: this? Yeah. Uh, whenever I'd like, suck in a breath. Uh huh.
1: To
2: so surprise.
1: So breathing. But no,
2: like, not just breathing, but a sudden. A sudden inhale
1: and
2: and um when i was amused by things and it would cause me to uh laugh
1: so when you would laugh and when you're around me that happens all the time
2: all the time
1: even though you don't like to give me credit for being funny because you say i do like uh skits or gimmicks
2: you have a routine
1: a routine that you i have do co- you have
2: a core set of material that you like to, My type to pull type, out of i call it I'm more like a Type 15.
1: Type 15 for the Comedy Shack.
2: Yeah. Then there's a new person. Jennifer, you'll get to witness this when you come. He'll pull out his tried and true, guaranteed to get a laugh.
1: A little spotlight on me, a little like my handheld microphone. Yeah. What's, yeah can... the, what's the deal with airline food?
2: Uh, they don't really do airline food much anymore. Mm. Yeah, update. Gotta update.
1: I need new material but you you apparently say that I do even but having said that you say that I do this this gimmick this routine over and over again yet you're always laughing it's weird it's so
2: <laughs> no and not always cuz you, just laugh you get now. <laughs> you get mad at me when i you're telling the stories and i don't laugh but i've heard them before no i don't
1: get mad when you don't laugh i get mad when you roll your eyes <laughs>
2: I never. And act like
1: this guy thinks he's so funny.
2: Well, there was that one time that you were hamming it up for Boo's new girlfriend, your brother's new girlfriend, and it was like the first time he brought her around. It was at Hoff's for something, New Year's. Super Bowl diaper party. You're saying all
1: these names like the listeners know who you're Yeah, no, I'm trying about.
2: to get you to remember.
1: I remember, but I Oh, you're looking I, at me a little confused. Like where are you going? It, with I don't this? remember it the same way you remember it. I remember it just me just being friendly.
2: Mhm. You were shining too much.
1: Can a star <laughs> control how bright they shine or is it just it just is, you know? I think can the sun control how bright it shines, or does it merely exist?
2: I think you can control it. I don't think so. I, you need to try, <laughs> at least when your brothers are bringing around a new girlfriend. I,
1: mm, I'll try.
2: Because they need to be the one to shine. Eh.
0: I don't know if
2: my bro- they got them hooked, but they're still reeling them no. in, and they're taking this this I big th- chance introducing I him to honestly the think it's
1: better if we don't shine too bright a light on my brothers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Andrew listens yeah. sometimes, he, not he, not he recently though, because I said something and he was like, He's like what?
1: Oh, No, 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 I no, don't listen. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to shine too light or bright and expose all the uh, the flaws under the surface. Not uh, physical flaws because all the Rhino Boys are super handsome, but. I would think the uh, below-the-surface type stuff. The crazy? Yeah. So, uh, speaking oh, of we crazy... we got a chapter to do, right? Yeah, speaking of crazy, okay. let's get back into Harry Potter and <laughs> the Prisoner of Azkaban. Review of chapter 14 first, which was Snape's grudge. We have tighter security after Sirius Black was in the castle. Again. The, the fat lady is back guarding the Gryffindor common room. Hagrid confronts the boys about their treatment of Hermione recently. Harry uses the invisibility cloak to sneak to Hogsmeade again, of course
2: Yeah, brilliant idea there
1: Harry plays some invisible pranks on Crab, Goyle, and Draco in Hogsmeade A
2: little bit of fun uh,
1: Harry temporarily <clears throat> becomes a floating head <laughs> Because the cloak the top part of the cloak fell off, I assume And Harry has to rush back to the castle to beat Draco and his cronies Before he gets in trouble for getting caught out
2: was here the whole time
1: harry does get caught by snape in the halls snape doesn't know that he was at hogsmeade or about the secret passage but he does find harry in the halls takes harry down to his office in the dungeon and we learn some new info about the relationship between snape and harry's dad seems that there was a little bit of bullying going on
2: fisticuffs with
1: harry's dad james towards snape which could give us a little bit more of an insight into why Snape is so, has such a grudge, as the chapter said, toward <laughs> Harry. Uh, Snape can't figure out the Marauder's map, though, and Lupin saves Harry from Snape. Buckbeak is set to be executed.
2: <maw> Lost his trial.
1: And that leads us to chapter 15 The Quittich final so in chapter 15 like we said the committee is ruled against Hagrid and Buckbeak is said to be executed and that unfortunate news actually has a positive though
2: it does and you know what I kind of want to f- like be upset with the boys because they forgot all about this and they didn't help and you know all that but I kind of forgot about it too hmm
1: there's a lot going on.
2: There's a lot going on. A lot of exciting things. And then, oh yeah, Buckbeak.
1: So the unfortunate news actually mends the relationship between Hermione and Ron a little bit. So can you explain like, kind of how that came about?
2: Well, Hermione's very upset. And I think part of it is the boys feel guilty because they haven't been helping her. And they totally forgot about it. They've been so wrapped up in the new broom and Quidditch and everything they got going on, they totally forgot. So I feel like part of it is they're just kind of feel guilty. But, um, Hermione also, you know, just facing the death of another animal was like, I'm sorry about Scabbers and, and Ron is, says, he's sorry about Crookshanks. Oh, well, he's old and Crook, not Crookshanks, Scabbers was old and, and useless so they kind of make up over it and realize that they both were being a little overdramatic about it and Hermione hugs him and he gets a little flustered about that but everything's good after that
1: yeah it was it was kind of a good thing that came out of a bad situation
2: Mm-hmm. Brings people together sometimes another
1: good thing that came out of a bad situation Malfoy no. seems to be enjoying the bad news about Buckbeak and we get kind of a fun little response don't we
2: yeah um yeah not just the bad news but just Hagrid's misery he makes fun of Hagrid because he's upset about Buckbeak and this really kind of irritated me I'm like you're you're making fun of him because he's upset that his, animals gonna die and that just was wrong on so many levels
1: it really takes a lot of the humanity out of draco Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really just makes him seem like a monster at times there's a lot of characters in here that will end up having redemption and there's a lot of characters in here that even though that they are quote-unquote bad there's reasons for it or there's still some semblance of humanity in there a lot with a lot of villains in in stories there's either something that made them that way you know even with like snape snape's terrible to these kids but then mm-hmm. you find out how terrible they were to him he
2: was bullied and
1: but with draco he's just mean He's just a monster, you know, that takes mi- takes pleasure in the misery of others.
2: There are people who adore him. That's her, their favorite character is Draco. Hmm. There's big controversy about that. I think even J.K. Rowling was like, he's not a good person, you shouldn't like him.
1: <laughs> yeah, but what about... But what
2: about, no. no. No, no.
1: I wrote the character, <laughs> specifically. Not as a good person.
2: Or are get some complaints about that.
1: <laughs> but what does uh, Hermione decide to do? Mm, about well, I time? don't know if
2: she fully decides to do it. It just kind of happens. But she smacks him.
1: Slaps <laughs> the taste out of his mouth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and nobody seems to know what to do.
1: There's, Crab uh, and Goyle
2: are like, uh... what, what what do we do now?
1: Well, Ron's kind of ho- trying to hold Hermione back, and she kind of shrugs him off. And yeah, she's
2: gonna hit him again.
1: Yeah, and she's gonna hit Ron if she if he doesn't get out of the way. <laughs> and then she pulls her wand out, and you got to think this is a teenager with r- raging hormones right now.
0: <laughs> well, what could who's I was actually thinking
2: more about being rather stressed? Who's a, she's very stressed <laughs> yeah, there's that right too. now with all the schoolwork and. Buckbeak and not just all everything coming together. She's very stressed and probably sleep the, deprived.
1: Let's not forget the fact that she's a very competent <clears throat> witch, too. And if she wanted to hurt Malfoy with some kind of magic, she probably could have. Oh
2: yeah. Definitely.
1: And I think a lot of the a lot of the magic too, especially like the Patronus, seems to be emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. So you would think that if you are very emotional, then that might affect your magic in unforeseen ways too. Supercharge it. Yeah, or maybe Amp you know it make it a little more chaotic. You know, you you just wanted to. Looking back on it in hindsight, you might just say, "Well, I just wanted to embarrass him, or I just wanted to stun him, and you might end up like giving him no arms, or <laughs> you know something like that, <laughs> or turning him into a big rock."
2: Ooh, that'd be good. He could be a rock for a little while.
1: But good for good for Hermione. But that was kind of the first sign we get in this chapter. Other, th- you know, the emotional hug and then the slapping Malfoy and then the threatening him with the wand. Those are some of the first signs we get of Hermione really being just overwhelmed by everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is she just overwhelmed by the the case, the workload that she's taken on? Is she is, is it a mixture of that and then the the breaking of her relationship with the boys over crookshanks and yeah, scabbers? Yeah, I think it's
2: everything. The, it's, everything is it's just a, piling it's a on. a lot
1: for a 13-year-old to handle. I think they're mm-hmm. 13 this year. Third year. Third year. Yeah. It's 11, 12, 13. Is that right? Yeah. We'll have an intern look it up. We got <laughs> Kelly interns running around here doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They fetch coffee, but we don't drink coffee. Yeah. So they're really not doing anything. Yeah. I like that hot what chalky. I, I like to pretend I'm drinking coffee, drinking hot chalky. <laughs> but she's she's very just overwhelmed by everything, and that's we're gonna see more of that later on in the chapter because it's crystal ball time in divination class. Well,
2: no, first it's charms class time. They well, go to charms class,
1: and she's not. And there.
2: she's yeah. Well, she was. She was. She doesn't go in with them. Mm-hmm. And then they go to. She never shows up for class, which is not like Hermione. And then they go to lunch, and she doesn't show up there either. And then they find her in the common room, asleep. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, of that's what I meant, like, sleep-deprived. She is burning it all ends and, and she's very thinking, overloaded. I,
1: I need to go see Professor Flitwick, because I missed charms class, and I need she to go, go do to this. She needs to
2: apologize, and she needs to do this and that, and but... they
1: say, well, no, we need to go to Divination, and Trelawney, apparently, earlier in the curriculum than was anticipated, has gotten out the crystal balls. Ooh. So apparently this is something like a second semester thing, but this is, they're getting them out now. And Hermione is just in a mood. She is not having any of Trelawney
0: <laughs> no. in this
1: chapter. Now, not that, not that she, she barely tolerated Trelawney because she is a professor and to be respected but she ain't having it this chapter what were what were some of the uh, signs that you saw in in class that showed that Hermione was about to have a blow up
2: well she was kind of you know muttering under her breath her and Ron were which was great the her and Ron were chumming it up but they were snickering and making fun of uh, Trelawney <clears throat> and even I think Harry kind of shushes them once time, and th- they're just like, "No, we're just gonna keep making fun of her." But then um, Trelawney comes over to peer into Harry's crystal ball just to help them out because they're not seeing anything; they're too busy giggling and whispering. Mm-hmm. And Harry already knows. Oh God, we all know what she's gonna see. And the Grinch. And so, yeah, Hermione kind of calls her out on it. And she's like, no, this is stupid. And they kind of get into it. Mm -hmm. They kind of get into a fight. It's not very um, professional Trelawney either. She's just like, you never wanted to be here. You never liked this class. You don't have what it takes. They kind of have a little blow up.
1: In Trelawney's defense, sometimes you get sucked into arguments with children <laughs> sometimes I will be in an argument with a ten year old before I realize what am I doing <laughs> nothing good is gonna or positive is gonna come out of this they don't they're they don't get what I'm saying I don't get what they're saying it's just not gonna work so Hermione ends up storming out of class yep just as I predicted yeah. I told you one of ours was going to leave us. One of our number was going to leave us.
2: Forever around (laughs) Easter. Apparently it's around Easter.
1: It is. It is Easter time. And they said that Neville is overwhelmed by everything.
2: As many of the students are. I Um, mean, if it's gotten to Hermione, it's gotten to everybody else. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Neville's just got to be just a mess.
2: (laughs) He's not even taking that many classes, I'm sure.
1: Ron has taken the lead on Buckbeak's appeal. So <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Cool. What? So <laughs> Buckbeak's
1: still going to die then?
2: <laughs> How is this going to help anybody?
1: It's not. And Harry is totally focused on the Quidditch final, just like the majority, uh, which is the namesake of our chapter, but the majority of the school is focused on this Quidditch yeah. final. Even Hermione is saying, oh, you better beat them. You better beat them.
2: Wow, you know, she's so, still mad at it. Malfoy. Yes, that's what I'm
1: saying, but, but even even that, you know, somebody who's not like super, you know, jockey sports related, mm-hmm. Hermione is like, this is very important. You know, there she has reason to want Gryffindor to win this this big match as well, and it's not going to be an easy task to the to win the Quidditch Cup, as is explained in this chapter, because it doesn't just come down to winning the final match.
2: You've <laughs> got. To- 200 points underlined
1: Yeah, uh, in my notes. Uh, Slytherin is up in the standings by 200 points. We know that catching the snitch ends the game and is worth 150 points. So, effectively, Harry could catch the snitch. Right away. They could win the game mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. still lose the cup.
2: Which is not an option.
1: That is not an option according to... To Ms. anybody. To, especially to Oliver. <laughs> so, Gryffindor has got to win and they got to do it by 50 points. hmm And Oliver keeps explaining to Harry, don't catch the snitch until we're up by 50. Don't catch the snitch until we're up by 50.
2: Yeah. And he even sees it. He has like an opportunity. mm -hmm. But he can't do it because they're not up by enough points.
1: And so that kind of changes Harry's strategy a little bit. Even though he sees it, he doesn't want Malfoy to get it. Mm -hmm. So Harry is kind of, Harry knows that Malfoy is just going to follow him around. Yeah. Because Harry's the best seeker yeah, maybe ever. We you know that, that apparently Malfoy, Charlie
2: was really good.
1: We know that well. That's that's your opinion, Jess No,
2: it's what it said in the chapter. That's your opinion. Like they hadn't won the cup since Charlie was the seeker.
1: And we know Malfoy is just going to kind of hang on Harry's coattails and hopefully, you know, knock him out of the way and grab the snitch at the last second. So Harry is kind of leading Malfoy on a wild goose chase just yeah. kind of leading Pre- him away pretending
2: that he sees it over there mm-hmm. when he really doesn't
1: and just trying to avoid the bludgers and
2: Yep because there's all kinds of fouls going on.
1: So before we get into uh, before we get into the match, there's a couple things that I wanted to I, I didn't mean to get to get you so into the sports aspect of sports! it. Sports. <laughs> so quickly, but there's a lot of drama leading up to the Gryffindor and Slytherin match. There's a lot of tension in the school. There's like fights, fights in, the, in hallways. the hallways. There's people like pranking each other, like bullying each other leading up to, you know, probably trying to play some psychological mind games. Yeah, and
2: so Harry couldn't go anywhere without somebody trying to trip him.
1: Mm-hmm. He had to keep his broom locked up because he was worried that they were, you know, they sa- sabotage and try to steal his broom or mess up his broom. So there's, there's a lot of stress going on. The, the, The capacity of this Quidditch final has kind of taken over the whole. Mm -hmm. Oliver
2: orders the entire Gryffindor group to, the entire Gryffindor house, to protect Harry at all times. Mm -hmm. So he can't get anywhere without a big crowd around him. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I guess he won't be sneaking off to Hogsmeade anytime (laughs) soon. And then the other thing that kind of goes under the radar in this chapter Harry. He's pretty sure that he saw a black shaggy dog in the middle of the night.
2: With Crookshanks.
1: With, hanging out with Crookshanks. Hanging out.
2: Crookshanks has a new friend.
1: Outside his window. He thought at first it was the Grim, but it just seems to be some but kind of... But
2: Crookshanks seemed to see it, so he figured it can't be like a death omen. Yeah, if,
1: Crookshanks palling around with yeah, it.
2: Yeah, it's Crookshanks' friend. So he tries to get Ron to wake up and look, too. Just to confirm. Mm. Hey, come here. Come, Let me see. I don't know if you can see this.
1: But that's. I think it's important <clears> to <throat> note the black shaggy dog hanging out outside the, the castle. So let's get into the game. You kind of alluded to it a second ago. Yep. This is by far the roughest, dirtiest <laughs> uh, game of Quidditch that we have seen to date. Correct?
2: Correct. I wanted to point out too that Everyone is cheering for Gryffindor. Everyone. Except for the Slytherins. <laughs> and then there was an, another note I made at that point because a lot of people, I've seen a lot of questions online like, how many kids are there in Hogwarts? Six. No. And it's never really clear. And But here it actually gave us numbers, which I was surprised about. It said that there were like 200 Slytherins. Mm -hmm. And then it said three fourths of the school was cheering for Gryffindor.
1: So you figure about eight hundred kids.
2: Yeah, I thought it was interesting because they never really.
1: You get the picture of like the great hall, and you can like it's like that the uh, the jar of jelly beans. You have to kind of like look at it and estimate how many you think are in there, Mm -hmm. but you don't really you don't really know. Yeah. So eight hundred ish.
2: Eight hundred ish. According to this Quidditch match. Unless people like to like...
1: Unless there's only like 50 like alumni come back and watch
2: the <laughs> <laughs> watch the games. Is that why there's more? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, yep. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Because I've seen that people ask that question. How many kids are in Harry's year specifically? It didn't seem like there was that many. But then it seemed like there was more in the school. Mm-hmm. So... Like 200 kids couldn't fit in the Gryffindor common room. You wouldn't it think seems so. Weird.
1: It's magic though. It so. is magic. Maybe there it's uh like a like the TARDIS. it's bigger on the inside. Who knows. But it's pretty like I said the game is pretty rough. It's a lot of a lot of fouls, a lot of dirty penalty play. penalty shots. A lot of yeah, a lot. I had never I hadn't even seen a penalty shot in 3 books until now and then there were several of them. Mhm. You know, kind of like in you know soccer or hockey. If you uh, if there's if the foul is egregious enough, you get a free shot on goal against the keeper, and even to the point where you know McGonagall is is <laughs> usually is usually pretty contained, and she's usually uh, who's the announcer?
2: Jordan Lee.
1: Jordan. Uh, Jordan is very pro Gryffindor. <laughs>
2: Yes, and, and she's usually correcting him Even though she is pro-Gryffindor as well But She's he, usually correcting him
1: Because an announcer should be an, an Impartial un, Yeah, impartial, should be unbiased But even to the point where McGonagall gets so upset with all the dirty play That Jordan is You know, going off on On, you know, the teams about the, the dirty fouls And things like he that Yeah,
2: it said he was he, Well, it was the one in particular like, where you dirty cheating Where um, Malfoy grabs the end of Harry's broom Mm -hmm. So he can't go catch the snitch Like drags him down And it says in the line It says that Jordan's yelling and calling him names And whatever while dodging McGonagall Mm -hmm. Who's reaching for the mic And you assume it's to take it away from him But then like the very next line It's like so she's yelling and screaming And shaking her fist So apparently she wanted it to, to yell as well
1: Absolutely Well, the game goes on like this for a while. Gryffindor eventually goes up by 60. So it's time to get that snitch. Time to do it. And we have a big battle for the snitch between Harry and Malfoy. Harry
2: gets it. Almost doesn't, though. He he takes his attention off of getting the snitch and tries to help the uh, chasers. Remember that part? They were all ganging up on, I think it was Alicia. They're all ganging up on her. So he like plows into them and breaks their little formation. Mm. And then when he turns around, Malfoy spotted the snitch and he's going for it. And he almost didn't get it because he was trying to help over here instead of yeah, focusing Harry on his had job. To, had
1: to gain on him. Mm-hmm. Had to gain on Malfoy quite a bit in order to uh, make up that space. But Harry does get it. And for the first time in a long time, Gryffindor wins the Quidditch Yay! Cup. Yay! So, did you notice something about the ending of this chapter that was different from virtually every other chapter that we've read? No. This stuck, stuck out like a sore thumb to me. This was the first chapter in a long time that doesn't end on an ominous note.
2: I did not notice that. I.
1: There's actually a happy ending to this chapter.
2: I forgot. I wasn't sure if they actually won this match. Like, while I was reading it, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, because there was so much buildup, and I was for mm. sure, oh, my gosh, this, they're going to lose it somehow.
1: Well, that's kind of cool, then. You didn't know what was going to happen.
2: I, yeah, I forgot. And so I was I was caught up in the moment that, the, oh, my gosh, they did mm-hmm. win. They did win. Mm-hmm. There's no technicality, no red flag anywhere. They won. I was kind of waiting for it to drop. But it didn't. And I was like, oh nope, they're handing out the cup, they're celebrating, it's 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 all good.
1: What I was waiting for <laughs> was in the middle of the celebration. Harry looks out of the corner of his eye and there's the grim
2: Big Black the Grimm! charges into the crowd and bites Harry in the throat. <laughs> I no. was gonna say,
1: just sitting in the front row like clapping very slowly.
2: Giving him the stink eye. Mm.
1: I'm gonna get you.
2: Next time. Enjoy this moment. Or I was, I was
1: waiting for Dumbledore to come. You know, the celebration was interrupted when Dumbledore came running out of the castle and said, Everyone return to the common rooms.
0: There's been a murder. <laughs> yeah.
2: So maybe I didn't notice it, but. No, that's been but, the formula. But my brain wanted Well, it was preparing
1: for that's it. That's been the formula, babe. That's been every. T- I was. I had to check and see if there was another page to the chapter Because I was This is this is the first chapter But the majority of the chapter is in all the books And with some kind of dun, Tune in next dun. time Will Batman be able to escape?
2: Well that's to get you to keep reading Yeah You don't want to put I, it down
1: I agree I agree But it was a nice <laughs> change of pace It was to have just a happy moment without murder or Grims or somebody's petrified or you know anything like that somebody's missing I, it, it was nice you look at you look at me like I'm <laughs> like I'm insane this is no,
2: I'm serious no I totally agree I was thinking about uh, my cousin Hannah and I we read a same at the same series together and in that series um, we learned very quickly that when things are going well it like it started to scare us you would get to the part and it'd be like and everybodys smiling and they're happy and your heart started going oh no oh no oh no because it everything would explode yeah, that's after that bit. and you like trained your brain you didn't even realize you were gripping the book and 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 fearing for the next page because people were happy
1: yeah well it's like you said that's good storytelling because it makes you want to read the next chapter Mm -hmm. however it is nice every once in a while to not to to finish a chapter (sighs) and not be depressed (laughs) (laughs) so happy ending to chapter 15 the quidditch final we have seven chapters left jessica
2: seven
1: we're getting down to aren't you
2: excited when there's only six Yeah Because six is your favorite number
1: Six is your favorite number That's why I love it so much Not my favorite number
2: It's your favorite number
1: Uh, Before we finish up here What was the series that you and your cousin were reading?
2: Uh, The Lunar Chronicles, Marissa Meyer
1: Is that a series you would recommend? Oh,
2: highly, highly Anything by Marissa Meyer I just finished her other series um, Supernova Well, the last book was Supernova Renegades was really good too. That's a su- superhero
1: based or superhero? Mm-hmm.
2: Superhero, like, school. Mm-hmm. They're training to be superheroes. Interesting. Kind of um, like the X Men? <laughs> kind of like the X Men, yes. The first book is very X Men heavy. Now,
1: how much is Wolverine in these books?
2: None. There is no Wolverine. There is the Sentinel, which is kind of like strange.
1: <laughs> it's like one of the, the biggest X Men villains. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Magneto I assume No
2: no Magneto um, There is a boy that can drain Like you can't be around him Because it just takes your powers He doesn't mm-hmm. do it on purpose mm-hmm. Which there's also one of those in the X-Men series Yeah
1: there's several There's like Rogue and there's, mm-hmm. there's Well I'm
2: thinking more of the boy that was Like from the movies The one that was in the facility That they used to make the serum Mm-hmm. Similar yeah. things are happening With the boy in gotcha. Renegades
1: so uh, once you get done with the uh, Harry Potter books, <clears throat> you head on over to the Lunar Chronicles,
2: Lunar Chronicles, and, and the Renegades. Renegades series.
1: And Marissa Meyer, uh, I assume the check is in the mail to us. For, oh yeah,
2: oh yeah, she's she's got a good, oh, good for it.
1: <laughs> Mentioning uh, her books <laughs> uh, online. Who was um, the, the author that said? Yeah,
2: the, Alexandra Bracken. Oh, she uh, mentioned on Instagram that she was rereading the Harry Potter series over the holiday break. And I just was like, "Hmm, I don't know if she'll ever look at this, but hey. And I threw it out there. I said, if you're rereading the Harry Potter series and you need a podcast to go along with that, I recommend Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Mm -hmm. And she said, thanks for letting me know. (laughs) Or thanks for the suggestion or something like that. That could
1: be, thanks for the suggestion. I'll give it a shot. Or... Thanks for the suggestion, but,
2: but no. I
1: got better things. Well, to do. I
2: got the feeling that she was like binge reading them, so it's not like she's going to stop and read, listen to a podcast in between each. Uh, you mean chapter. she's not going
1: to take three years to <laughs> to do three books like like we are? <laughs> like we have no. All right. Anything else you want to say about chapter fifteen?
2: Nope.
1: Was that how was it? Was this portrayed in the movie pretty much the same?
2: um i was trying to remember that i think it's it's condensed you get little little pieces certain things we don't get like
1: 14 penalty shots. certain things are in there like a three and a half hour game
2: (laughs) but not all of the things
1: interesting all right well i think that's going to do it for this edition of broomsticks and butterbeer thanks everybody for downloading listening and subscribing and spreading the word and helping us grow Anything uh, coming up for you that you want to mention?
2: No, no, I don't think we got anything.
1: No big shows or anything. I don't no, think we're coming up. Not
2: until the summer. Yep. Um Miss Meyer's coming in two months. To so St. if you're Louis listening for to visit. this
1: in 2025, she came six years ago. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> it was a while ago, guys.
1: Because as we record this at the end of 2019, about to be 2020, very end, yep. At the end of the decade, this is our last Broomsticks and Butterbeer of the decade. <gasps> Aww. Unless we decide to get crazy and record another one tonight, which <laughs> probably what
2: tomorrow? Could. We could do one tomorrow. It could, it,
1: it's a possibility.
2: Yeah. We but if you're listening to else.
1: this along with us as we record this, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy holidays. Kwanzaa's, Kwanzaa's going on right now, and Hanukkah's over. Um, but happy holidays!
2: Yes, happy, happy holidays.
1: holidays. <laughs> and if you are listening to this in the future, uh, we'll be back. The next episode's probably already up.
2: Yeah, enjoy.
1: <laughs> if You're listening to we this we are so uh, on top of things along with us as we uh release them. We apologize for the uh layoff, like I said, Jess was near death. She had the Grim. She, she got the Grim! Um,
2: she had the Grim No, I didn't feel that bad. I just couldn't talk. The
1: grim. Like literally the, could
2: not talk. It was
1: just a, a shaggy dog that was just coughing. I had
2: like I would like, yeah, I would like no text voice. Jennifer every other week or er, every week and be like, hey, guess what? I still can't talk. It's crazy.
1: And the sound of our dog squeaking toys means means we're out of time. (laughs) We are out of time. So until next time, I am Dan Rhino. Jessica Rhino. And this has been Broomsticks and Butterbeer. We'll see you next time.
0: Bye.